are Locked On Packers. I feel like we can run the table. We really do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown. You are Locked On Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bogowski. I cover the Packers for the Leap. A newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. You can follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Lily Zhao on the show today. Zhao, you doing? But let's start here. The Green Bay Packers have to start fast. Speaking of starting fast, thank you for everyone who makes Locked on Packers your first listen of the day for starting your day with us. We love starting our day with you and we want you to like spending your day with us too. That's part of the community that we have here and I appreciate all of you who do it. Two years ago, in the NFC Divisional Playoff Round, the Packers played the Seattle Seahawks, an NFC West opponent, a team that they are relatively familiar with. They jumped on Seattle. They were up 21 to three in that game. They came out with a Tyler Irvin specials package. They had two specials with Devontae Adams. They had a double move and they had the fake slant flat, both of which scored touchdowns. They were beautiful. They had a plan They executed it offensively and defensively. They got hot and they did have to white knuckle the end, but they came out fast. This is part of the reason that I have always been anti, oh, the bye week, the bye week, the bye week. They came out ready to go against the Seattle Seahawks in the divisional round with that bye. If you're worried about that starting fast, They did it then. Okay, but what about the Rams game? The next year, 2020. Divisional round of the playoffs. An NFC West opponent. The Packers come out. They force the Rams three and out. They they held four yards on the first possession. Defense came out flying around. And the Packers march down the field. Now, they settled for three. Third and five, they decided to kick the field goal rather than go for the touchdown. Felt like points were at a premium. I probably would have gone. They kicked. Doesn't matter because at halftime, they had a 19 to 10 lead, a two score lead. They come out of half. They got a field goal at the end of that first half. That really helped. They settled for too many field goals in that game, but they marched the ball up and down against the Rams. They come out of halftime. They score, they make it 25 to 10. These were the ways that those those Packer teams and any team would want to start. You build two, three score leads and you feel like you're in a good position to win these playoff games. Now, Matt LaFleur said something yesterday. He emphasized multiple times. The 49ers are equipped to come back. They came back from 17 down against the Rams to beat L.A. in L.A. They came back from 17 down against the Packers in week three. Before that offense really woke up. Before Elijah Mitchell 
was even a thing before Debo Samuel was the fully realized game-wrecking monster that he became over the course of the season. Now, Jair Alexander being on the field had plenty to do with that as well. But this Packers team has a recent history of coming out extremely prepared for these divisional rounds. Now, whether it's the extra buy or the rest or whatever, this coaching staff has been ready and they've had their players ready to go. The NFC Championship game has been a different thing. It's been a different problem. But let's cross that bridge when we get there. Go win this game first. And I think that when you look at this 49ers offense, they are at their best when they want to be balanced, when they can run the ball. It's second and 10. They need to pick up yards. They're still going to run it. Now, the difference between this 49er team and that 2019 49er team, Raheem Mostert is an explosive, explosive back. Okay. Elijah Mitchell is an excellent athlete. He's not the same home run hitter that Raheem Mostert was, where you could just rip off a chunk, where you could just rip off 30, 40, 50, 60, where it's second and 18, and you're going to pick up the first down on a draw. Probably not going to happen with Elijah, Elijah Mitchell the same kind of way. He is more steady. He's got that short area quickness and can explode through the hole, pick up 6, 8, 10, 12, but is not going to rip off the 20, 30, 40s. And, and that was a big reason why the Packers struggled in that 2019 NFC Championship game. Now, that defense is not this defense for, for myriad reasons. I have been saying now, this is, we're going on three years that the Packers' best run defense is their offense. That continues to be true. And if the 49ers, and this is something that I keep hearing about the, the matchups, the matchups, the matchups. Dan Orlovsky said if you were going to put together a script for how to beat the Packers, the, the 49ers would check every box. I don't, I don't, first of all, I don't think that's true. I don't think the way to beat the Packers is to run the ball and play defense only. You need your quarterback to make some plays. This, this team, that 2019 team, could not score to hang with that 49ers team. The Chiefs could, and they couldn't stop the 49ers on the ground either, but they scored a bunch in the second half. They got down to that 49er team. They came back. The biggest problem in the NFC Championship game outside of the run defense and maybe the biggest problem full stop was the strength of that Packers team did not show up. The offense could not do anything. They didn't do anything until the game was out of reach. In 2021, the Packers have now seen every way that you are going to attack them offensively, defensively, and they have not had the same sort of bedwetting experiences against the run that we've seen over the last two years under Mike Patton. Now, they had some issues against the Ravens. The Ravens are a uniquely weird, bizarre run team. And not just because of Lamar Jackson, who did not play in that game. They're just, Greg Roman is going to scheme some weird stuff up. The Browns, the Packers did not play well in that Browns game, but they also didn't tackle well. Those two games, they did not tackle well. The number two tackling team, by PFF this season. They have had good gap discipline this season. They have had good run fits and they have tackled well. Devondre Campbell is a tackling machine. 
Even someone like Darnell Savage, his misses have not been catastrophic because everyone else tackles so effectively play to play. I don't think the 49ers can just run the ball and expect to beat Green Bay. On the flip side, I do think if Green Bay stops the 49ers from running the ball, the 49ers cannot win. They cannot get into a shootout in 10 degree weather with the Packers. They will lose. They have to be able to run the football. So Green Bay is going to have to be ready for the specials and all that stuff. But here's the other side of it. If you want to make this a game where the Packers have six, seven, eight possessions, then you have to bet your offense can more successfully and efficiently score than Green Bay's with the MVP of the league, with Matt LaFleur, with Devontae Adams, with Aaron Jones, and now with David Bakhtiari back, with Billy Turner potentially coming back, with Josh Myers back, with Lucas Patrick in place of Royce Newman, with Randall Cobb potentially coming back. We haven't even talked about that piece of it. The Packers can go back to that four-wide look that they killed the Rams with. They were killing teams before Randall Cobb got hurt with that four-wide look, that empty look. And now you've got David Bakhtiari who can who can manage the, the blind side for Aaron Rodgers. And you're less worried about your right guard blowing a, a stunt. I mean, this offense is going to score on the 49ers. They are going to score. They scored 30 against a better defense last year. They're going to put up points in this game. The only way... The 49ers can match it is if Jimmy Garoppolo makes some plays, is if the run game is is great, and the pass rush for the 49ers makes a play or two. You got to get a sack, fumble, interception. And that's, I was, I was on a radio hit, and someone asked me, is it more likely that the Packers win by three scores or that the 49ers pull the upset? And I said, well, if you ask me two scores, I would say the Packers by two scores. By the way, this, this line is ballooning. It was four and a half some places to open. It's six a lot of places now, and it's five and a half at least everywhere. The public is on Green Bay. I'm surprised. I thought the public would be on San Francisco. The public was heavy on San Francisco last week against the Cowboys, and they were right. Usually fade the public. They were right. Bet Online has this game at five and a half, but I've seen it at six some places. By the way, get it at five and a half because it might keep going up. If the Packers start fast, they are in terrific position to win this game. And I think if they start fast and are just (laughs) not a disaster in run defense, this is what I've always said. You know, people, people got mad at me after the 2019 debacle. How can you say run defense doesn't matter? It's not that it doesn't matter. It's that I care about it much less. And just don't be all time bad. The Packers were all time bad. If the Packers play C run defense in this game, they win. I think that's it. Honestly, I think that's it. Because the offense is going to score. Play C, C plus run defense. Don't have a special teams mistake. You're going to win. The Packers are better. And 49ers fans were all in the comments of of the YouTube video a couple days ago going, how can you say the 49ers are better? Well, because the Packers are the number one seed. Because the Packers beat the 49ers. Because they're a more talented, more complete football team. a more consistent football team. They've been the most consistent football team all season. And if you really want really to talk, they've been the most consistent football team in the league over the last three years. It's them in Kansas City. If you want to trust someone, trust Green Bay to do the thing. And again, starting fast, 
is something that they have done. If they continue that in this game, they're going to go and host the NFC Championship game. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, maybe you should include a Built Bar in that plan. I got a message the other day from someone who got them for his um, his partner, who is a world-class bodybuilder. She loved them. Loved them. And it's because they taste delicious, but they're also great for you. Protein, high in protein, high in fiber, low in net carbs, low in sugar. And you can get them in so many different kinds of flavors. Your sweet tooth is going to thank you, but you get to have all of the delicious taste with the healthy part of it. Imagine that. Check out built.com to see what's new. It is time for a divisional round playoff edition of Zhao Yudin from Fox 6 in Milwaukee, our friend Lily Zhao. Lily, it's Packers 49ers coming up on Saturday night, and I hope you have your hot hands. It is going to be cold. Zhao Yudin. Peter, I'm doing great. I have multiple hot hands. I have the hot clothes. I have the super warmers. Like, I'm ready to go. Uh, <laughs> um, luckily, I'm not playing in this game. I'm just watching it like all of us. <laughs> but um, I think it's going to be really, really fun. It's a great divisional round matchup. Um, you know, Lambo's going to be hopping. So I'm excited. How you doing? I'm I'm good. Um, I'm glad that I will be indoors. Very glad about that. I would not want to be outside. I don't know how they do it without the sleeves. I do. I honestly don't do. I go take the garbage out in a jacket and I'm like paralyzed by the, by the cold. And like, theoretically, I'm a hardy person who grew up in Wisconsin and like can handle winter, but I, I don't know how they play. I don't know how they do it. I just don't know how they do it. And then like throw the ball and and I feel like throwing the ball is one thing, but then catching, I just feel like the football is rock hard. So it's like, how do you, you know, everyone says it's like catching a brick. Like it just kills. Like so broken, but well, and Jimmy Garoppolo has a broken hand, not a literally broken hand, but he's got torn ligaments in his thumb. Apparently he's got a shoulder injury. Like it, it does seem like it's going to matter that this game is going to be freezing cold and not just because, oh, the 49ers, they're from California, like whatever. They're built physically to play in the cold, but it does seem like that's going to be a thing for Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, and you know, when you're playing in the cold, your muscles all tense up. So the last thing you want to have is a muscle in your hand that, you know, right. you need to play well. Um, so I, I know obviously it's going to come down to their run game, which they've been very good at. So it's a matter of, well, is this a game where it's like that Patriots game where he just throws three times and hands it off 50? Uh, maybe, but, you know. <laughs> At least it bodes well for the Packers that that's kind of what could happen because I stopped the run. It's going to be the big thing this week. Well, I, I don't know if Packer fans agree with you on that that's a good thing because we saw Jimmy Garoppolo win a playoff game by essentially just throwing it three times and running it 50 because the Packers okay. could not. St- now, Raheem Mostert not coming through that door. Um, Blake Martinez not coming through that door. There are a lot of things different about that team versus this team, but that scar tissue, that scar tissue is going to linger. I, I, how much do you think that? Not that it's going to make uh, players nervous or scared, but how much do you think? Because it's a lot of the same guys that is going to motivate this team. That that's going to be on their minds of, all right, they got us twice in 2019. We owe these guys. 
know. I think it's going to be on their minds. You know, a lot of these guys won't say it's a revenge game. I don't think it is in that sense. But, you know, you have to think that how they started out both of those games, especially that title game, they just were flat. And then the Niners just kind of ran all over them. And it was a game of playing catch up. They know that can't happen this time because, again, this is a Niners team that can put up points. The last thing you want to do is be down double digits at home in a divisional round game. They want to capitalize on home field. That's why they got it. They want to win. Um, I, I think that game is, of course, going to be in their back of their minds, but I, I think the Packers can just get out to a fast start, which everyone has talked about, players included. They should be fine. You know, this is a game they should win. They looked good against them in week three. Granted, that was eons ago, it seems, but they have the guys to beat the Niners, and they should. Yeah, week three was in 2019, and that was five years ago. I don't yeah. know if you yeah. if, if you know that. That's how the time has passed over the last what, 700 or so days. <laughs> Um, I've been, I've been thinking about this a lot in terms of the guys coming back and David Bakhtiari, he played, um, in, in week 18, Zadarius Smith sounds like they're, they're hopeful that he can go Jair Alexander. They're hopeful he can go in this matchup. You and I have, have talked about this a lot over the last month or so, about which guy matters the most coming back. Does it change your answer at all? Knowing this is the team that they're playing because. I think, I think it does for me. You know, I, I would normally say, you know, I think Jair for me would be a big impact player coming back, but I do think that Z having his presence back, especially up front would really help out this defense. Just getting after Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, his hands not feeling a hundred percent. So get in his face, make life difficult, stop the run, stop Debo. I, I think having a guy like Z granted, he's only played a handful of snaps in Joe Barry's defense, but at the end of the day, I think Adrian Amos just said, get, it's just getting after the quarterback, get him, um, stop the run. So I think having a guy like Z back in whatever capacity and how many snaps he's played will be huge. Then on the other side, you're talking about David Bakhtiari. I mean, this Niners pass rush is just scary. So you want to have a guy like him protecting Rogers. Way to take a stand on that one, Lily. Um, I, I, I think the answer is, is David Bakhtiari. And I believe someone will have to fact check me on this. I believe I said the last time we talked, Jair Alexander. I believe. Yeah. Yeah, I did too, I think. maybe. I, I don't remember where we ultimately landed on it. But in this matchup, if you can protect Aaron Rodgers, and, and Yash Nijman did a, a, an admirable job against Nick Bosa and company the first time around. If you have David Bakhtiari out there and Aaron Rodgers feels like he's going to have time, they can get the ball down the field. The Cowboys couldn't. I mean, they gave up five sacks, 14 pressures uh, to this front, and half of the game was without Nick Bosa. If you give Rodgers time, and they didn't even need time. They played empty with, with, with Yash out there, and it was a lot of quick game. It was a lot of those transition go balls. If they can go five-step, if they can go play action, uh, David Bakhtiari out there is such a huge part of this offense that I think that's the difference. I almost, I almost don't care if the other two guys are out there. I think the defense can, can do enough. I, that's how important I think David Bakhtiari is. Yeah. And he's going to be a cornerstone piece because, you know, again, it's, it's, I'm just kind of curious to see, can he last a full game? It's, yeah. He only played what? 25, 27 snaps. Um, I was gassed. Yeah. He's gassed. So <laughs> he hold up for the entirety of a game. And if he can, obviously that's going to be the, you know, oops quarter that's going to be the best scenario but having a guy like yash who's already played uh and helped the packers with the niners that's going to be beneficial if Bakhtiari has to take a couple snaps off but yeah like you said if you can protect rogers keep his jersey clean i mean this often should put up points 
And I, you know, that's the encouraging part because they had, they looked in control back in week three. They should be fine. I think if they can keep Rogers clean and just put those points on the board. You keep saying they should be fine. I said this yesterday. They should win. They're the favorites for a reason. They're the biggest favorite uh, at bet online of the divisional round. Why are so many Packers fans nervous? Just recent trauma, Peter, right? The last decade or so, it just, you know, you have this perfect season, run the table, you have kind of everything going your way, home field advantage, and then it's just in these big NFC title games. That's, again, if the Packers get there this year, which they should, it's just they come out flat and you're thinking, well, what happened? Um, You know, just that recent trauma the last decade or so probably is why, but I do think if the Packers can put together a really good game, if they can start out fast against the Niners, that's going to help alleviate some of those, oh, man, I don't know if they can win kind of fans out there. So I'm going to ask you a question that is going to require some speculation because we have not been in the locker room for the last two years, but you were in 2019 um, when, when Matt LaFleur and all this started. It is the same core group of leaders. If you were going to identify one or two players whose message this week is going to resonate, and whether it's we need to start fast or whether it's, you know, it's, we, we got to um, we got to play four quarters or whatever the message is. It's going to be some cliche. It always is. <laughs> but which player, what player do you think is is giving that message that is resonating this week? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I would feel, you know, Rogers is the obvious answer. So I'm right. going to say Rogers. Um, I think Devontae would be another good guy who talks. I. It's interesting, no, though, that I'm sorry to interrupt, but it's interesting because I was thinking about the Rogers piece of this. He was not always the rah-rah vocal, let me send a message kind of leader. He was always a lead by example guy until really the last couple of years. And I don't know what changed, but it does seem like he is taking a more, I'm going to speak to the locker room. I'm going to give a message to guys. I'm going to pull guys aside and have conversations with them about. It seems like he's doing that more. And I do think that's worth mentioning. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, 100%. You know, I think he's really taken on that role of, you know, talking after games and giving these guys these speeches when, yeah, like you mentioned, it normally would not have. But, you know, I think outside of Rodgers, I think my go-to guy would be Mercedes. He's the, Mm -hmm. you know, oldest guy there. He he has been through this road before, but the the problem is the Packers have not been able to close and make a Super Bowl. So I think his presence, his willingness to say, hey, guys, like, do it for us. Like, we got to get there. We got to win this game and then win the next one. Um, I, I just think though, if they start out fast, that's going to be the message, right? Because when you looked at their, their failures in the past in the playoffs, they've started slow, get out faster at home. You have a full, you're going to have 80,000 plus out there rooting you on. I, I think Mercedes, if he's talking would be the guy to listen to. And even Devondre Campbell. I mean, these guys love him on defense. I think he'd have a good message too for the defense. It, it is, uh, I think, an underrated part of Matt LaFleur that he has taken so many of these guys and empowered them to be leaders. And, and Rodgers talked about it a lot, right? That that um, player-led culture. And it's not that the players are in charge. It's that they set the tone. They don't need the coaches to be saying, this is what we have to do. They have guys who can do that. And so it's, an, it's a nice thing to have so many guys whose message is, is potentially resonating on this group. Is the game more complicated than if the Packers stop the run at least decent, just a halfway decent, they win? Is it more complicated than that? 
it shouldn't be when you're looking <laughs> at it from a, you know, from our perspective. But again, it's, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo has, you know, he has the ability to play well, granted his hand, obviously, like we talked, oh, like we've talked about is not hundred percent. Check the box. But I, I, <laughs> I do feel like in these games where, you know, you come into it being like, oh, if you stop the run, you'll be fine. It's always something else that happens. It's if you stop the run, then Jimmy Garoppolo is going to go off. Right. I still think he has, to, he's still a threat. This Packers defense has to neutralize, but on the other end, you have to contain Debo Samuel. I mean, that guy's going to run, run all over you if you don't stop them. I, I do think it's going to be more than just saying stop the run because I, I still do feel like Jimmy G could probably just pull something out of his hat and, you know, throw for 200 yards if he's given the opportunity to do. I'm not saying he's the, going to. <laughs> I don't think he's going to either. One of the things that stood out to me from, from listening to Matt LaFleur on Tuesday was he mentioned a couple times that the 49ers came back from three scores down against the Rams, from from three scores down against Green Bay um, to come back and win. I was getting the feeling that he's saying, not only do does, does Green Bay need to start fast, this needs to be an all-gas, no-break kind of game. I, I, I think the mentality is good, ir- irrespective of whether or not they need need that, right? Like there's a difference between would it help versus do they need it? Do they need it? Do they need to be as maximally aggressive as they could be in order to win this game? I think so, because I think if you're if you're all gas, no breaks for four quarters, you're setting a tone for the rest of those teams in the NFC that we are the top seed for a reason. I, you know, I just don't think it's going to bode well for the Packers because it's kind of been the formula in these games where they get up to a lead. And then it's a little bit of a, ooh, are they going to win in the fourth quarter? Can they pull away? And you, you can't afford to have that kind of doubt in the fourth quarter, especially when it's, you know, win or go home. I think they have to go out, get, you know, get off to a fast start, play four quarters, but it's got to be all gas, no breaks. Because again, the Niners have the ability to come back. Last thing you want to do is just have that narrative again of, oh man, they let this team back in and they could lose it and watch it come down to a special teams play, right? You don't want to have that sort of doubt in your mind. so. To get rid of all that, just play your best football and then, you know, build a lead and then just hold it. I hope everyone driving right now in their cars stayed on the road for the, when, <laughs> when Lily said special teams, I just, I Lily. hope everyone stayed safe. No one veered or just like stayed, stand it, stood up in their car or something like that. I just, <laughs> I'm, I'm just concerned about everyone's well-being. Um, last thing on this, Lily, um, this is a, a matchup that over the years, you go back to the 90s, this was a thing. We saw it every year for like three or four straight years. And the Packers beat the 49ers. I think it was three years in a row in the playoffs. And then they lost to Steve Young on a miracle play. Terrell Owens, it was the beginning of the Terrell Owens era. Um, the Packers have lost, uh, I believe it's three consecutive in the playoffs. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, now, two of them involved Colin Kaepernick that in no way, shape or form affect this game. If, if you're if you're looking at, OK, th- this the things that worked before could work again. What needs to change for Green Bay? To find a different outcome in this game on Saturday than the one that we've seen the last couple of times these teams have played. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, you know. Green Bay has not beaten San Francisco in the playoffs since 2001. I think mm. Saturday that that ends that streak of losing to the Niners in the playoff ends. 
To do that, though, I honestly do think that getting off to a fast start is going to be key because I feel like in these last couple of playoff losses, it just didn't look like this team was prepared. You know, it didn't look like they were ready to go. They hadn't been playing or practicing sharp, you know, during the week. And I've heard you know, players talking about that after the fact, just saying, you know, we weren't mentally prepared, which is weird to say, considering you have such a big game ahead of you. I do think if this team can go out fast, show that fortitude that, you know, we're locked in for four quarters, that's going to be the mentality shift that they need to A, get that monkey out their back of, you know, A, beating the 49ers in the postseason, but also just feeling good about themselves going into an even bigger game in the NFC title game. I just think they need that mentality shift, and I think that's going to really happen if they can just start out and play well, which is what they did against the Lions, right, in their opening drive. So just just continue and carry on that momentum. So we did decide since the last time we convened that for every, obviously – I got two. We are going to uh, donate Locked On Packers, and then I'm going to match um, to the Jamal Williams um, uh, charity that he runs, the the J Swag Bags. I love that. And then the Adrian Amos um, Walk to End Alzheimer's. We are going to be contributing. Um, Locked On Packers will contribute to one, and then my match will go to the the Adrian Amos Foundation. So um, we will be sending out links to everyone if they want to support those causes. There are so many great causes associated with the Packers. And I know Jamal Williams no longer a Packer, but still a Packer at heart. And also, Lily Zhao is the Jamal Williams whisperer. Everyone knows that. The best quotes always from Lily. So I just felt like it was the appropriate thing to do there. Um, thanks to everyone in advance who helps us support those causes. And Lily, thank you for being here. Love it. Let's just keep this train rolling. I love helping out uh, these awesome organizations. Love that you started it, Peter. And uh, talk to you next week. Obviously. Obviously. Right. All right. I want to thank Lily for joining the show. Great to talk to her. Always love uh, spending time and and getting to talk to her. We got a message um, that uh, it was from... um, Someone on Twitter saying that Wednesdays are his new favorite day because in part because of Zayu doing. So uh, thanks to everyone that that loves having Lily on. Uh, I am one of those people and uh, I'm, I feel like we are lucky to get to have her uh, be with us every week. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting new year as you continue your march through the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all your sports wagering action this season and for 2022 and beyond. The new year gives you a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code locked on to get started from football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, right down to your favorite Las Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for 2022 bet online the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports bet online where the game starts all right we're gonna be back tomorrow our crossover gets you set for packers 49ers saturday night lambeau field it is going to be chilly it is going to be windy and we're going to talk about all the matchups get in depth in detail down and dirty into everything around this monster matchup follow me on twitter peter underscore bukowski follow the podcast on twitter locked on packers like us on facebook subscribe to the podcast itunes spotify google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts you will find locked on packers and anytime you want to hit us up on the locked on packers fan hotline you can do that 920-341-3775 to stay locked on packers